and five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. And I'm Juan Valdez, and this is my trusty donkey, Carla. (laughs) 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 Don't make an ass of yourself. (laughs) 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 Worst joke of all time. We are Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. We Mike. Hello. Hello. What's going on? It's not freezing cold outside. Nope. That's pleasant. It it is. It'll be pleasant for a week before it just boils us. I think it's going to be a hot summer. That's okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it. I'm not going to bitch too much. I don't have air conditioning. (laughs) Why are you going to be upset? You work inside. I know, but the house that I live in doesn't have air conditioning. Bummer. Bummer. And then I tried to turn the window unit on, and it didn't work either. So, oh, it doesn't actually. It doesn't have an air conditioning unit. Period. It does. It just. It needs to go to the doctor and be diagnosed. Oh, that's not going to be cheap. I know. We didn't have air conditioning in our high school. I did. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Or grade school. We. I did. Fuck you. They fixed it before I came along. Yeah. We don't have air conditioning in our house usually when I get home because someone's opened up the window on a 95 degree day and been like, oh, I it's like nice outside. The fresh not air. And I walk in, I look at the thermostat, I'm like, it's 85 degrees in this house. The negative ions are good for your soul. No, it's not. I feel I've, I've lived with a negative ion for years now. And <laughs> I can tell you, I'm, I have I'm no couple. better. Oh. <sighs> Daniel, did you bring anything with you to the table? Yeah, but I don't think you want me to put it up here. Ah! No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sure I have something. I'm just Oh, I got this. I got this this fun little thing sent to me today. And it says, What's the weirdest thing someone has done to you during sex? And someone responded as Bill Cosby and said, Woke up. <gasps> so bad. It's that's so bad. It's too soon. <laughs> oh. Oops. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't give a fuck. Oh, and then uh, my brother sent me this. This someone. There's a sign that says "Notice." Please do not flush anything in toilets other than toilet paper. Thank you. And someone wrote in pen on this sign, "What should I do with the poop?" <laughs> <laughs> Fish gotta, it out. I got to get chuckle at that. <laughs> imagine. No, don't imagine. Don't imagine. Don't hey, imagine. I've had to fish turds out of a toilet. No, no, out of a tub. Oh. Yes. I was like, why Why would you be doing that? There's poop in this tub. Was it your own poop? No, it was not. It's a small person's. You know, (laughs) I would have believed it if it was yours. No. I've had to fish my retainer out of vomit multiple times. (laughs) But what's the fun part about your retainer? Oh, my retainer has... A porcelain tooth a tag attached to it. Little. Uh, so if you click it out, you have a, a tooth that's missing. I have essentially. I have a missing tooth that you were not born with. I was not born with it, and now, actually, I have dental insurance for like the first time ever. Are you gonna have to graft a bone? I don't know. I still think. I still think it's expensive, even with insurance. Well, and it's like we'll cover it a hundred percent. If you lose the tooth after you start the insurance. What? It's like, fuckers. 
It's only what? they only cover fifty percent of it if it's before you got on their insurance. You lost it well before. I never had it to lose. So that's I need genetic. A, I need though. a crown done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's uh, after insurance. It's like five hundred bucks a piece. Daniel, go chew on foil. Fuck you. <laughs> Why? He's got fillings. Anyone with metal fillings? Yeah. You can't chew on foil. What happens? Hey, what Danielle, happens? go eat a grapefruit. Oh. <laughs> That's a low blow. That's a low blow. Danielle's What's a medication that, that you can't eat grapefruit with. I don't fucking want to eat grapefruit anyways. That's okay. I, think I, I don't think I'm supposed to eat grapefruit either. I'm that not. gives the sex ed class No. Grapefruit. Oh, yeah. We have to find yes. audio. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's so serious about it. She just is worried about our she sexual just, lives. That's all. She's it's a free class. Takes it very seriously. <laughs> so this is um, this is a lady talking about grapefruit and yo man. Okay, that, but that basically, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but basically, she talks about you take a grapefruit and you haul out a little bit smaller than yo man's junk, and then you use the grapefruit as a sex device and. <laughs> <laughs> so, but usually, but the the point of this is there's kind of like the old switcheroo is what you're doing. <laughs> so you're supposed to blindfold them and then not know you're moving. So, but it's like ghosting them. So she goes, you got to start out by actually giving them head and then switch it. Which so <laughs> you still have to. It's like that. I don't know if you warmed it in the microwave. I don't know, but she uh, when she actually warms up the. Hang on, I gotta actually find it. <laughs> it's very instructive. It is. It's terrifying. (laughs) What you're going to do is just... Here we are. That's like you said you were going to do. The grapefruit. Here we are. It's a bonus. You have to get his penis erect. So what you're going to do is just suck his dick. That's like you said you were going to (laughs) do. Once he's nice and erect, what you're going to do is replace the grapefruit. She had to to just show us how to do it, though. Just a regular one. So that is the grapefruit. So technique. she showed us, but she was like, "Just suck his dick." Like, and, and she had to demonstrate that how with, to the, with this with this giant. That's like, a second tutorial, though the the dick sucking tutorial. So that was just and a, just okay. I mean, why did the you... size of the dildo? I'm pretty sure she had to unhinge her jaw. <gasps> yeah. So no. yeah. like I don't even an anaconda. Want to be in the room with that size dildo. She's a professional. Okay. So, but she had to show us before she even started using the grapefruit. <laughs> I feel like I've heard bulldogs making that noise when they were eating mayonnaise. What if that was the noises that was coming from your partner? I'd be I'm sure you'd be like, get, what I'm, are you doing? What are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> are it's you like okay? Alka-Seltzer in their mouth and their <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, forget I asked. It's a good way for someone to mistake you as having some type of zombie virus. Right? What if it was like what if you were What if you were doing that with like someone you were just like a rando? A random person. They'd be like, Get off of me The ran- the random person you were giving head to? Uh one night sand. Okay. Something like that. Oh, okay. All of this plays in. It does? Yes. <laughs> Well, like, like what if it's a one night stand and you start doing some weird shit? Weird shit. Rah, 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 rah. You're, you're, and gu- they're like, you're guaranteed get to make me. it a half night stand. Yeah, <laughs> night stand. <laughs> they're like, I forgot. I, I just I, forgot I have diarrhea. Bye. <laughs> that is something you would say. <laughs> I except it'd I be played, true. I, I have diarrhea. Bye. <laughs> I 
scheduled diarrhea later. I have to go. <laughs> I feel like I do schedule it sometimes. Both of you do. Hey, I'm on antibiotics. <laughs> I'm here in a mouse syndrome. That has nothing to do with, <laughs> I'm going to have to poop. Just so you know, I'm going to have to poop later. <laughs> I'm going to. I hear that at least once or twice a week. I warn you so that you can take the toddler so that I don't have an audience. That's what I want. She, you know, she doesn't really come in to watch me when I'm poop. I don't, you know, she goes in on you, sure. She won't come in on me. The dog does too. Both of them. Well, that's because he enjoys the smell. (laughs) That's at work. I'm like, somebody gives me food and I'm like, talking to my cores. I'm like, should I eat this? I'm just gonna make me shit my brains out later, but but I'm gonna eat, eat it? it. And they're like, "Can you not?" <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Somebody came over and they're like, "Oh, I got Qdoba over there," oh, and I was like, "Oh my god, are you sure it. you want to eat that?" And they go, "Why?" I was like, "Cause I had Qdoba the other day," and they're like, "Oh, did it fuck you up?" <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I don't know exactly what it was I ate. Um, I think is I, I had a I had a ton of uh, oatmeal yeah. for breakfast yesterday, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> I had we we had a for lunch at work. We called this local Italian place in Plainfield, and I had like seven meatballs with my spaghetti. <gasps> Protein, oh, no. you know. Oh no! But oh, so no. the afternoon was quite interesting. And let me see here, because I actually shat in Tyler on Ty- uh, Tyler's keyboard here, and I actually have audio. Keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part, you, you can't hear it, but right before I started, it you know, it's it's my brother's office, <laughs> and he, he was getting ready to have bring customers in. He's like, I'm getting ready to bring customers in. I'm like, it's too late. I'm already here. <laughs> I can't back out now. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm you disgusted. Re- what you- the fuck are up with them sunglasses? <laughs> they triangles. I got triangle sunglasses. Because my eyes are triangular. You've uh, survived that soap in your eye. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, okay? I don't don't really care to shower every day. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So I take offense to showers when they... They do. They do something bad to me. <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> right after I made fun of you on Snapchat, mm-hmm. I showered and got conditioner in my eye. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I warned you. I warned you of the dangers. Let's see how many people have liked that on Instagram. Le- <sighs> a lot less people have. So I was house sitting, and mainly just because, mainly because they have two dogs. So I showered at their house. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wash my hair because I had just gotten my hair done. I still haven't washed my hair. And <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to wash my face. Look, acne. Acne. Neutrogena so, acne Salicylic acid. Anyway, I am stupid because it's not like I took my makeup off before oh. I got into the shower. So I was like rubbing my eye because of mascara. That's when a giant glob of acne medicated face wash got into my eye and then she shared with daniel and i that 
It's going to look like she had fucking pink eye tomorrow. It was bad. It wasn't just like, ow, soap in the eye. It was like I was screaming when at you the were, top of my lungs. When you were saying you had soap in your eye and how bad you were crying, I'm thinking, you fucking pussy. <laughs> Goddamn, Carla. And then... <laughs> Turns out it wasn't regular soap. <laughs> so, no. So I was truly screaming at the top of my lungs and I thought some a neighbor might come over or something. But yeah. the dogs I didn't I just showered with the door open. Oh, you probably scared there. her poor her, no, the dog like death. stuck its head in there. We're like, "What are you doing? Are you okay in there? What are you doing? Are you, you know, trying down? to like lick my leg. I'm like, "Get out of here. Uh. Don't look at me." <laughs> but it then, was so bad. I it it was very Daniel bad. just suggested that you tell everyone you farted on your own pillow. <laughs> and then I suggested you say you got cum in your eye. And then I said that probably wouldn't have hurt as bad. No. <laughs> so Carla's volunteering to have either or to tell us which one hurts more. What? What? Oh. <laughs> That's not even possible. You have to know boy for that to even happen. Oh, okay. Ten, don't know any. ten people have liked that. Ten people. Ten whole laugh people. Laugh at my pain. Yep. Well, let's just let's just move on. We don't need to talk about how my eye goo- gooed. It's still actually still gooing. And I had to use eye drops. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. We can do it. What but are we talking about? I picked this case. I felt like I was short on research time before Carla so kindly watched our daughter. But I had already picked this case because I had watched a couple, you know, Informative murder porn about it. Porn? (laughs) It's not really porn. It's all the shows like on Investigation Discovery or Snapped, all the oxygen shows. But you said P word. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen this before and I was like, well, I know a little bit about it. It'll make it easier to research. Blah, blah, blah. Turns out those documentaries are taking the PG-13 version, which would make sense because it's on TV, and not the R-rated version. Okay. So I found out a lot more, so it took me longer anyways, which is fine. I wasn't going to back out at that point, because I had like five pages timed out. Holy shit. So, the we never even remember to give a disclaimer about who we are as individuals. or We're the fuck-ups. I've started putting them in the show, like synopsis and stuff, that were graphic and explicit content. We're dumb as hell. Yep. Reserve the right to be really wrong. But I reserve the right to be stupid. <laughs> oh, our dis- our disclaimer? Mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to give that in advance before oh, yeah. we ever curse. <laughs> I'm saying we don't. I'm saying- Oh, well, I'm here, saying, here's our disclaimer. No, but the point of my disclaimer right now is that this episode contains child abuse. No. I will warn you again before we actually get to that point. We can't just skim over that? No, I was going to like the they did on the episodes, but it's when a, you when you talk about it, Carla and I are just going to go outside, yeah, have a cig or something, you know, and <laughs> then you can come I'm get here. us inside. No, nope. <laughs> I don't. Go, I mean, it's, I don't go into like, and you can graphic. give us the Disney Pixar version no, of it. That's the informative murder porn investigation discovery. Well, we need you to dumb it down from there. I'm gonna need you to stop seeing porn, porn, porn. Just stop it. Okay, so anyways, I will... My phone's going to hear it. It's going to give me weird advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll give another Bestiality. Disclaimer. No, quit it. Bestiality, Carla's phone. <laughs> it listens, though. Yeah. It listens, because I left my phone in a room, and my friends were talking about this face, face wash, and the next day, there was an ad for it. 
Ooh. And I've never even heard of it. I still don't know what it's called. So I will give a secondary disclaimer as we get to that point so people can fast forward if they need to. I don't think it's anything that is, you know, the it, it's bad, but... You, it's bad, but we're going to talk about we're it gonna anyway. Because we need... It's the point of this woman that we're talking about. This fucking woman. Uh, Susan Grund. <laughs> yes. Stupid last name. Go on. <laughs> she was born Sue Ann Sanders in 1958 in Peru, Indiana. Can someone tell me where Peru is? Peru, Indiana. It is. Is it by Brazil? <laughs> no. No. Oh. no. I don't like America for the fact um, that we can't come up with original My uh, My parents' basset hound, or their oldest basset hound, <laughs> we got her in Peru. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it is north of where, north of Indianapolis, I don't know, close to two hours probably. Yeah. It's in Miami County. Yes. I'm getting so, the originality. Um uh, yes, we've gone we go through Peru. Is it just basically north or is there any It's other? north. I mean it's north of Kokomo. That's okay. where the Kokomo the uh, Grissom Air Force Base. There's a US Air Force Base okay. there. And right next door to the Air Force Base is the maximum security prison. That's what I was gonna say. I knew mm, Miami. Okay, County. So <clears throat> Kokomo, let's go. All right. It is also America's Circus City. What? Yes. America's what? Circus City. You would think that would be That's because like... the circus folk are from there. It is. Seriously? Yes. Barnum and wow, Bailey? Wow, that was a good guess. They, in like long, long time ago's time. Long time, 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 All the circuses would come through there and stop there for like winter break time. And I was like, why the fuck? Oh, the winters in Indiana. Are just I know. Wonderful. I don't know you. why. Until until the newer <laughs> when ones. When you see hundreds upon hundreds of miles of barren cornfields, frozen, just flat, barren, frozen cornfields, it's really beautiful. Is this just something you you really can't just find know, think else. about it? If you want to know what it looks like, get a big white poster board and hold it up at eye level. And put it up against a white wall and just look. And that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's just a beauty you really can't, you know, you can't duplicate. So I don't know why their, like, winter <laughs> respite was there. It, the nice, not the nice, the more relevant circus before they were done now. The bestiality laws were <laughs> they moved it, they were They weren't very strict in that county. Like, they moved it to Florida at some point. Yeah, so, you, that was going to say. Isn't that in... Florida I'd like to move my winters to Florida. Yes, but they still do circus type stuff in that city, like to celebrate their historical circusness. Ah, uh, time to shut the fuck up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so she was one of seven. Chevron. Chevron. She was one of seven children raised poor by an alcoholic father and farm raised mother. I don't know if farm raised is negative or positive. Her father was physically abusive, and Sue Ann would later say he sexually assaulted her. <clears throat> don't know if that's true or not. Sue Ann wanted out. So she changed her name to Susan because it sounded less trailer trash. What? Really? The same fucking name. Yes. I didn't. And then. What year are we in again? 19. Well, she was born in 1958. She's. So it's got to be the 1960s. So these people are probably still alive. Somebody's still alive. Yeah. Sue, uh, Susan was an attractive girl, and her good looks gave her a lot of confidence. She changed her name from Sue to Susan. Like, I'm trying to... Well, Sue Ann, I guess, sounds a little, in her opinion, Sue sounded trailer Ann. trash. 
Okay, but she could have picked like an entirely never, you know. Never. never. But this confidence she directed to fuel her sexual activities with more than one boy at once, possibly. Hey, no need to be judging. No, I'm, it just becomes a theme. I feel like because she earned herself the nickname "One Night Stand Sue Ann." <laughs> so the name so, followed so, her. Yeah, even yeah. though she changed it, she would introduce herself to everyone. My name's Susan, but I used to be Sue Ann. And they're like, yes, we know one night stand, Sue yes. Ann. Uh, but she left high school at age 17 and moved 20 miles away to Kokomo, Indiana, where she... <laughs> <clears throat> Which is... I need to get out of this place. This place not, 20 not any, miles. Not any more luxurious. <laughs> what did I call it? The gem of Indiana? <laughs> it's the jewel. The jewel of Indiana. Oh, Sorry if you're from Kokomo. Yeah, we make We're fun of everyone. We think, every, we think everywhere in Indiana kind of sucks, except like right Indianapolis, yeah. maybe the north side of that. Well, we think it sucks because <laughs> we don't live there. So <laughs> We're like, oh, rich people live there. Oh, that's trashy. This, yep. like <laughs> people like Barb. Barb lives in the safest city, Zinesville. Anyway, she took up with a local rock and roll musician named Ronnie Lovell. The Ronnie Lovell? The one and only. The Ronnie Lovell? Carla, you know who Ronnie Lovell is, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would know, because I have no idea. No, no. For shits and giggles, they got married a few weeks after meeting in Oh, that's always a fun thing to do for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. She followed him to gigs, helped him haul gear, and hung out with the band, which for being 17 probably sounds like, you know, not that bad of a deal. No. It's fun when you're 17. Yeah. <laughs> But rock and roll wasn't paying... I was a groupie once. Yeah, you were. Rock and roll wasn't paying the bills in Kokomo. So the couple decided to <laughs> head back to Ronnie's hometown in Oklahoma City. Ew, so she did So Oklahoma City is also in Miami County. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you not. You thought about it for a second. No, I you straight was like, that's incredible. Not you. Oh. <laughs> I really did. No, I'm, I'm extremely gullible. I'm like, oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. Hmm, that must be new. Wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> so, hey, that's what Paul George did. Left Indiana and went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. And no one ever forgave him for it. Nope, I still have. I have. We, no. got, we got Victor Oladipo. We're good, that's man. That's true. Bless. We, we good, Polly. We good, man. We good, Polly. <laughs> what did you do with the little statue you had of him? Well, before we got Oladipo, and he turned somewhere? out to be really good, mm. he was, uh, so I had a little figurine of Paul George that was on my desk at work of him dunking a basketball. Mm -hmm. So I brought it home after that, and then after he said he wanted to be traded, it got turned into a toilet paper holder. Yeah. Okay. I think I have a picture of it. Yeah. At least you didn't stick it somewhere. He didn't respond to me on Instagram no. when, I, when I put it on there, and I mm -hmm. said, hey, Paul, thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Within a few days of her courthouse wedding, Susan was looking for other men to sleep with. Of course. Her biggest problem was sex. You know, sex addiction is a thing. Uh, she came of age during the sexual revolution in middle America in the 1970s. Okay, so, so it was chill. Yeah. Ronnie worked days as a construction worker and nights as a musician, and Susan took a job managing the apartment complex where they lived. What do they have in apartment complexes? Beds. Beds, yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Working in the apartment building allowed her to meet a variety of men. 
I want to see what this gal looks like right now. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Let me show you the apartment." What was her her legal it name? It was Sue Ann Grunt. Well, do you want her Sue Ann? That was her. You want her born name or her? Yes. Mary, How do her we legal name. her? Do you want her arrested name or yeah. her? Uh, give me a name. Susan Grunt. Grunt, not Grunt. Mm-mm. Let me show you the apartment, and after I show you the apartment, I'm gonna sh- show you my, my vagina, my vagine, my vagine. I want to show you my vagine. <laughs> <laughs> One man in yeah. Pa- yeah. Yeah. One man in particular was Gary Campbell, 24, a cowboy and a truck driver (laughs) who happened to live in her same building. Oh, my God. How convenient. When Ronnie, her husband, finally realized what was happening, he confronted his wife and she packed up all her shit and moved into Gary's apartment. I think I just gave something away in this story. Because or to myself. Well, then put it down. Because when you Google, no, no, no. Listen, when you Google her, uh-huh. Casey Anthony pops up. Okay, put it down. Wow. <laughs> I put mine down too. Go on, Miss. Did you look up her picture? Yeah. Would you have sex with her? Sure. I really was m- more leaning towards a probably not. It depends on the. It's, I think it's the time period. Like if you lived during that time period, well, the and style I, you would it wouldn't have bothered you. You wouldn't like baby. Your hair, your feathered hair is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have bothered <laughs> you because it would have been in style. When Bush was still in. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Ronnie realized what was going on. She moved in with Gary and got pregnant. Divorced Ronnie and married Gary in 1979, all at 21 years of age. Damn. All right. Damn, honey. Get you a man. Get you that baby. Shut up, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, she gave birth to Gary's son, who they named Jacob. A few times a year, Susan and the baby would leave Oklahoma and drive 800 miles back to Indiana to visit her mother and sisters, which sounds pretty normal. Mm-hmm. You know, in South Park, they give uh, they gave Oprah Winfrey's butthole. They named it Gary. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Minge and Gary. <laughs> Susan... <laughs> <laughs> Every time I meet someone named Gary, I think of <laughs> I think of Oprah's butthole. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you know what your name reminds me of? Yeah. So Susan would drop the baby off with relatives and then go out to bars with old friends, often in search of casual sexual encounters in the back of cars. Oh, you know, but she's yeah. Uh, Gary had to know what the fuck was going on because she was cheating on her husband with him when they met. Yeah. What is the saying? If they'll cheat with, with you, you they'll cheat, cheat on you. you. Wise words. But there was something he could not have known about Susan was that she harbored some rage, anger, and violent outbursts. Once she stabbed him in the chest with a pair of scissors. Casual. Casual. Another time poking him in the leg with a knife. Poking. Yeah, I was like, define poking. He's, she didn't stab him. She didn't give him a good poke. He said the attacks had a kinky twist to them, and Susan was sexually aroused by the violence. Yeah. It's terrifying. After two years with Gary Campbell, Susan started searching for something better, which turned out to be Tom Whited. Whited? Read this name for me. Whited? 
Whited. Looks like whited out. It's whitehead. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hang whitehead. on. Hang on. After two years with Gary, Susan started searching for something better, which turned out to be Tom Whited. You mean uh, stabbing someone in the chest with a pair of scissors wasn't kinky enough? No, I guess it got old. Okay. My name was Gary. I'd get a, a dog and name him Minge. Minge was Oprah's vagina, Carla, just so you know. Okay. They were friends. Thanks. <laughs> a fellow employee at Perry Filters, where she worked in Oklahoma City. He was college educated, former army captain, and a homeowner. Wow, he sounds like a good man that like she was she's... bound to ruin. Yes. His wife, which happened to be the daughter of the owner of Perry Filters had recently died of cancer, leaving behind him and his son. At this point, his wife had only been dead for six months, and Susan was still fucking married. But do we think that stopped them? Not psychopaths usually, no. No, no. <laughs> but Susan eventually did get a divorce and took custody of her son, Jacob, and in 1982, she and Tom drove to Austin, Texas to get married. Tom's son, Tommy, was the same age as Jacob, three years old. Rather than explaining their blended family, Susan often identified the boys as twins, sometimes dressing them identically, and Tommy began to call Susan mommy, which I could almost understand to strangers. I don't like. Yeah, but to strangers, I could understand not explaining how I became this kid's mom and that they're not really twins, you know. That's concerning because... He does have a mom. She's dead. She's just not alive, yeah. which doesn't mean they stop being your mom. No, but he's too young to know. Yeah. A few months after they married, Tommy was admitted to Oklahoma City Hospital with a fractured skull and brain swelling. Susan was distraught over the accident and told Tom, who had not witnessed the injury, that Tommy had fallen and struck his head. A nurse asked Tommy what had happened, and the boy replied, my mommy hit me. All of this is going to make everyone very angry. Oklahoma City in 1983, child abuse was still often not looked at as a crime, but it is a family problem best worked out as at home. So hospital officials failed to report the injury to police. Susan got the benefit of the doubt and the boy was returned to her care after his hospitalization. Now I'm going to give a disclaimer that if you want to fast forward, you can. Four months later, Tommy was back in the hospital, this time unconscious and suffering from brain hemorrhaging. Susan explained that over several days, he had fallen out of a shopping cart, tripped over their dog, and hit his head on the concrete. This time, doctors didn't buy it and said the injuries indicated beatings over a sustained period. They found bruises to his head, torso, limbs, and cigarette burns. So Tommy Whited was left brain damaged and bedridden for his injuries afflicted by his stepmother. She was charged with felony child abuse, assault, and several related counts. She pled guilty to a single felony count of child beating for which she only received five years suspended sentence that's five years of probation that's fucked man oh yeah so that's the part they leave out in the documentaries on tv and not to mention she didn't if i had been the father i probably would have fucking killed the bitch i I probably would would you like to ask me what his dad did to this woman what did he do he continued to fuck her so you, not to mention she didn't beat the shit out of her own kid, though. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I didn't see anything where she hurt her own kid. It was just her stepson. So Tom continued his relationship 
despite what she had done. Um, their marriage did eventually dissolve because his family disowned him. Rightfully Obviously. so. Yeah. Like, don't live with the child abuser. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that was my, the person that I would feel close enough that I would think I would actually step in would be if it was my brother. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably beat the hell out of him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm going gonna, gonna to go to jail. That's fine. I was like, I don't care who you are. I'm about to I'm beat the say, shit this out is, of you. This is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to crack your skull, and then I'm going to go inside. I'm going to crack her skull. Yeah. it is, And he continues. And justice shall be served. So, uh, like, I'm, like, blended families. But I guess you're not really supposed to do that, are you? No. no. But, <laughs> like, blended families are fine. It's just when you're bringing another person into your household that you may think you know, but you have no way of knowing that you don't know. So, obviously, he didn't know this woman or her vagina was so It was beer-flavored. Yeah. Well, and I feel anybody that's still anyone that's around my daughter that I introduce to, that I leave alone with them and da-da-da-da-da, I'm ultimately responsible for mm-hmm. allowing that person to have contact with my child. Yeah. Right. So, you want to... And he could have selected. trusted her fully from every extent before and any maybe of she, this Maybe happened. she didn't do anything. There... I the only other possibility was that the father abused him. Oh, also, and I'm sure, or was aware of it and didn't care. But it's still the fact that she she maintained that it was an accident. I didn't do it. I'm going to plead guilty, and she got probation. And then he didn't. Yeah, unless leave her. she was covering for him. Yeah, but well, fuck both the, of them. I was going to mm. say if that was the case, it's still only five years, so it's not like you're really. And I later saving them from something. Yeah, and I think there was more than just it. Really, any type of abuse you can think of is what she did. <gasps> That's awful. I'm glad they've changed child laws. I'd be okay for people like this. Like they can prove beyond a reasonable doubt she did this. I'd be okay for the death penalty. Boom! Yeah. Right there. I wish we had. I don't care how sorry you are. Di- I wish we had the death penalty only for child abuse. Like. Because that's why we're all so fucked up, is the people that are abused as children grow up to be fucked up adults. I think they should bring the electric chair back. Yeah. But and see, I'm all for... Ca- I don't think you are, but I'm all for I, punishment. I, if, I wish we could gear it just for people that abuse children, but it would never work. They wouldn't do well, it. Well, but... Okay, well... Actually, no, I could... About, I mean, you can... There's a lot of things. There's I, a lot of people. The problem is... Ted that, Bundy deserves... Oh, yeah. No, you know, this motherfucker out in San Francisco. Yeah. What's he going to get? He's going to get a bed. He's going to get three meals a day. He's going to get medical treatment at no fucking cost to him. That's what he's going to get. He's too fucking old. He's going to sit there. Yeah, and he'll die, he'll die there, but it, won't, you be tell a, it him, won't be a painful death. You tell him, guess what? We're going to put the little wet sponge on your head. We're going to shave whatever hair's left. We'll, we'll wet you down, and then we're going to fucking fry you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he wouldn't be real happy about that now. No. No. And I think the problem with the death penalty but is no. it takes so long to get to it costs so much more and then they sit on death row for, for 15 years, years. Yeah. we just need to be nice to these people we just need to be, need nice. To be nice and then it's people. commuted to life without parole I it never what, does anything yeah. we're gonna do this and we're gonna pay for it and then we're gonna show him mm-hmm. and that will just fix all of our fucking problems and i they do have science that says that death penalty doesn't deter crime and it's like i don't care i don't care it if it deters it's not being the, it's that's not its purpose though. at that point with this motherfucker the death penalty is Whatever with this example, this is just the best one I come up with. If I think if you said if you kill a police officer, automatic death penalty, that may detour. But like serial killers and shit, Mm-mm. it wouldn't. 
No. Because no. they think they're smarter than the rest of us and that they can get away well, with it. So a lot of them were smart. And all, people that are sociopaths but don't think that the, way either. The point yeah. with a guy like this, the reason you're going to fry him is because as tough as he may act and think about it, when he's wa- getting wheeled to that chair, he's going to start fucking pissing his pants. Mm-hmm. I bet th- I bet he doesn't get the death penalty. I bet he, he won't. Doesn't. He's in no, California. He's California. Yeah, they have the death penalty. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Did they? Br- oh, he... that's right. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? But he won't get it in California. He won't get it, no. get it in California. No. So, but the point is, I wasn't even here to talk about the child abuse that showed up in the middle of the case. Like, I we prefer not to talk about kid stuff, even though it's relevant and it's important. And it, it still happens. I mean, even if we're not going to talk about it. but So uh, this isn't even why we're here. It's it not just, why we're here. So let's just. Let's find out what else on. she did. We, we have established she is a piece of Oh, there's of more? Oh, yes. I didn't even know she did this part. They they leave this it out. This is just an added bonus. Well, yeah. okay. that You know what? That established that she is truly a piece of shit. So so Tom, her second husband, just. Oh, the other piece of shit. Yeah. He said she's just the world's greatest liar. And it's like, way to go, Tom. So she decided to return home to Peru, Indiana. He should do the noble thing and kill himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably yeah. shouldn't say that, but. I do know. So she goes back home to Peru. And through the local bar scene, Susan was set up on a blind date. Wait. Okay. Really quick. So how soon after did she go home? Did she even end up serving her? She had to do five years of probation. Okay. I just I just set her up on a date with her Baumeister. <laughs> He was gay. Oh man. I'll say, Herb, come on. Herb. Just this one time pretend she has a dick. One time. You're doing so, humanity a favor. As far as I know, she had to do her probation there. Okay. She could have had it transferred, but I don't think she did. And he might have stayed with her through the probation. I don't have an exact. Eventually, she went back to Peru and through the local bar scene, Susan was set up on a blind date by some guys with their friend like we're gonna set our friend up with you but it was kind of as a practical joke and they were setting her up with james grund but he went by jimmy ah jimmy grund was a big name in the legal community of peru and miami county his father had been a prominent attorney prosecutor and judge and he graduated from peru high school in 1962 and then went to college and law school at the great indiana university There he met Jane Snyder, whom he married in 1965 after he got her pregnant. Oops. (laughs) Mr. Grund worked as an assistant prosecutor, then served as the county's top prosecutor when his father stepped down. So this is a smart man. Yeah. Uh, With low standards. Well, you have to be pretty much a genius to go (laughs) to to IU. (laughs) Let me me tell you, I know a lot of people that have gone to IU. Okay, but did they graduate? And not very many of them I would consider geniuses. <laughs> did they graduate? Smart people. Smart people. It's a lot of but people. But not geniuses. Go there and then they either don't ever leave or they didn't make it. No. <laughs> or no, it took them five years to graduate, though. That's beside the point. <laughs> so he also owned interest in a bar. He had his pilot's license and he loved to go on guys-only fishing trips. Uh, Jimmy and Jane's Marriage has started to wane, and the couple divorced in 1980. However, they continue to live together. <laughs> no, honestly, not I, usually a good idea. I, I could probably like. do that. I probably could do that. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Can I bring other women home? I don't know. 
I don't know. I have to think about <laughs> it. It depends if I'm already asleep or not. <laughs> you can't come over my roommate's home. Well, he won't mind. It's not he, it's a she. And it's actually my ex wife. <laughs> but we're still really good friends. Friends, you know. <laughs> this arrangement continued until the summer of 1984 when Susan walked into Grun's life. The practical joke for the blind date was the fact that Susan was clearly pregnant. With with whose kid? Her second husband. So she got knocked up before she left to go to Peru. Great. So Glad that, she's bringing another child into the world. God, if yeah. she had been in Peru, hopefully they, they checked her for... Uh, they checked her for malaria and different stuff coming back, especially being pregnant. That's frightening. <laughs> what did I say? Which Peru did she go to? Peru. Yeah. Peru. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, they got to check her for like malaria. <laughs> I'm thinking. Got you. <laughs> so her her first kid after she got arrested. People are going to be mad. We said that. <laughs> so her first kid went to his biological father, Gary, when she got arrested. Mm, okay. So, but and he there's... was a butthole. And she... <laughs> Poor Gary. And she was like, "It's fine. I'll just have another kid." Yeah, she should have been spayed, spayed and neutered. Like that's, I think, the eugenics movement. That's a terrible thing. People don't like to talk about that. Well, it's not then. Nope. But it would, it would have been fine for this woman. Okay. So that's the joke. Was she was pregnant? Like, haha, we set you up with a pregnant woman. And he's like, mm, I'm okay with it. Some, there, there is. Yeah, there I'm are not, a thing. That is a thing. I'm not it's, gonna judge your kink. That's okay. They're very. Uh, they can be very attracted to mm-hmm. pregnant women. I yep. think it has to do with pheromones or something. Yeah, it's a sexual, natural. I, I think thing. it is natural. It's and your boobs yeah. get big. Great, great. So that's fine that he's attracted <laughs> to a pregnant woman. Whatever. Um, but the fact also was that he was 40 and she was 25. So, so he really didn't mind. No, it, the fourteen-year age gap boosted his ego. Oh, yeah. oh! So he was like, "Yeah, I'll now I see where this one. is going." How old is she? Yeah, it's cool. She's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. whatever. It'll be gone. So hey, Carla, how old are you? Twenty-five. Oh, if there's any forty-year-old uh, attorneys out there, attorneys, yes. <laughs> Well-to-do attorneys. Let's be specific. <laughs> if you're just forty, <laughs> no, don't call. Oh, no, do not call. well she found him to be very sophisticated and she probably found his money to be very attractive a few months later like again like we said well to do attorneys (laughs) apply here apply here apply now (laughs) Uh, a few months later Jimmy was in the delivery room where Susan had a daughter that she named Tanelli Tanel 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 I I really thought they were going to go with Jesus too Carla it's like Danielle, <laughs> it's like Danielle, but Tanel. Tanel, yeah, Tanel. I've just never seen that before. Days later, they traveled to Florida, where with they the, were the infant. Okay, with the infant, where they ah, eh, they probably didn't bring her. Where they were married on the beach. Day like days did. later. That's what it said. How does she plan a freaking wedding? I don't. So once you have everything you've ever wanted in your life, like you've got married, you've got this second kid that you've reproduced with that belongs to you, and you know and you have a man that has money, what else do you decide that you want? You're bored. And you want your other kid back. Oh. I Oh. So that was her goal, was to get her son Jacob back from his biological father. And her new husband was 
able to provide her with legal counsel and all the financial resources she needed to do that. Well, damn. Yeah. But for her to do this legally to get custody, she had to admit to her husband that she'd been convicted of child abuse. So that's got to be an awkward conversation, except that she just blamed it on the prosecution needing a scapegoat because they wouldn't accept that it was clearly an accident. How do you think he, he took He being that? the legal expert that he is. Mm-hmm. As an attorney, he had the ability to contact authorities in Oklahoma to confirm her version of events in the child abuse case, which she was convicted of. Do we think he did this? Probably not. Love nope. hurts. Nope. Love scars. <laughs> yep. He just said, okay, honey. We'll- love is a mini splendid thing. All you need is love. No, it's not true. This is this is what this guy thought. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. I don't need to confirm with the officials that No. Well you you are he is blinded by love with her that I'm gonna believe whatever you tell me, honey. He's blinded by the love. If you're dating someone that's been convicted of child abuse, I Highly recommend don't bringing not don't bring a child into the situation. Really, don't. It's just it's uh, mm, don't if they say yeah, but it's probably not a good situation. Stop anything that starts with yeah, but name of love before. (laughs) Okay, Carla, shut up. All right, so he used his money and persuasion to get Jacob back. His biological father, Gary, didn't have much money, and Mr. Grund eventually arranged for him to have a job in Logansport, Indiana, near Peru. While there, Gary meets a a woman, an Indiana woman. God, no. And marries her. And they've decided, "Mm, we're new and in love, and taking care of a kid kind of sucks right now. So he signs over full custody to Susan. Why does no one give a fuck about exactly, the kids? Exactly. Exactly. Even knowing what she had done? Yes. Yeah. Mm, Gary I is hate. an asshole. Yeah. I no, I don't know if he <laughs> got the, the, they. How the fuck did he not know this? I don't, he had to have been told the full story. Like, like I don't know. Like, hey, why is my kid on my doorstep? Oh, yeah. It's well, like, it's oh, yeah. she might have said, oh, that it's a misunderstanding. Oh, I'd, be blah, getting, blah, blah. I'd be getting my own attorney. And he didn't have he didn't any money. A, it doesn't, also sounds like okay. nobody gave a fuck about any of the kids. He could have gone also, down the, he, yeah, you still could have found out what the yeah, fuck happened. Yeah. At the same time, she convinced her second husband, Tom, to sign over permanent custody of their daughter, Tanel. After he knew. Knew. What, so it's his kid. His kid gave to this woman. This is like the biggest shit storm I've ever. No one like, cares about the kids. No. And again, I didn't know this when I picked this case. But. Damn. It's shocking. So in 1986, Susan and Jimmy moved into a custom built home on a wooded lot on the edge of Peru in a region of the country known for its affordable homes. Lovely. That's all of Indiana, though. Yeah, yeah. we do have a <laughs> except Zinesville. He pays yeah. Noblesville and Carmel. And Carmel. Well, you can't be too picky. <laughs> Other than that, everywhere else is relatively inexpensive to live. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time. So he paid for her to open her own boutique, closed by Susan, which ultimately failed. <laughs> Seriously, by yes. Susan. closed by Susan. Well, she didn't. I'm a dumb whore. Bye I want to. I want to open up my own boutique. Yep. Bye. I got an idea. I'm going to call it Closed by Susan. And then he was like, yep, that's good. Yep, yep, that's good name. Yep. 
1989, she entered the Mrs. Indiana America pageant. I hate her so much. In Indianapolis. <laughs> I fucking hate pageants for one. Yes. But I told you we needed more mean words for this woman. I can She's just... A cunt. Yeah. She's a cunt. Cunt. She needs curb stopped. Oh, Carla hates <laughs> She needs curb stopped. I'd do it too. <laughs> like, make her, make her bite the curb and then repeat to me what she did and I'll... Oh, pop. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Gruns were part of Peru High Society as guests or hosts of frequent parties at which Jimmy often got a little more sloshed each time. Hey, this is my beautiful wife. She's in the pageants. <laughs> She's 15 years younger than me. <laughs> She's the oldest one in the pageants, though. <laughs> so there was a lot of gossip. And not all gossip is true, of course. But well, you're not supposed to do it. I love gossip. But you hens normally do. Cluck you. Maybe later. <laughs> but I'm feeling frisky enough. The problem is Susan told a lot of the stories herself. So she liked to gossip about herself. Yeah, well, that guess, was just. Guess what I did. Exactly. She no, was, I, I know Mary. the child yeah. down the stairs. And then and I really said felt, it was I felt bad about it. For a day. <laughs> she, yeah well mary went through that but like does mary even know i was like like got probation <laughs> <laughs> she shared graphic details of sexual encounters to her mom and her sister and all of her clicky fucking friends be- and her husband heard she don't have very many <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> what? and if she does she don't share them with me who am i sharing <laughs> now who's not paying attention? Yeah. I'm reading. Put down your phone, Danielle. I'm reading off a typed. You piece know what? Of paper. Everyone listening doesn't know that can't see anything. Yeah, so as Danielle. Far as, yeah, but so put down your phone, Danielle. Put I'm down your reading. phone and put down the taco. <laughs> yeah, put down, put down the taco. You're the can't one with the guacamole mouth. Can't believe you're eating on the podcast. Ooh, she's called you guacamole mouth. <laughs> I I kind of like that. <laughs> you like green things in your mouth. He's a new. He's Carla's weird <laughs> fetish is Yoda. <laughs> like that little green thing you do. Sleep in a wet spot. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so her husband heard the trashy gossip in 1990 when his mother confronted him about Susan's degrading reputation. What do we think he did? He continued to be married to her. He shrugged. <laughs> he shrugged. Yeah, you know your your wife almost he killed. He said, eh. She's a shrug. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know any. <laughs> to each their own. Really? Okay, two years later, so 1992, he started to begin to complain about his wife. Wow, he made it a long time before. I well, mean, he's drinking. We made it. We made it about three or four years before I really started complaining about you. Well, that's it's pretty been good. Long. We went on our first date seven years ago today, and you know how we're celebrating by doing a podcast. Yeah, correct. <laughs> she she promised to give me a rusty trombone later. What? Nope. Trum. A rusty no. trombone. Don't. So what happens is she she stands behind. 
And my butt then is the little mouthpiece, and then you play, you reach around and you play the trombone. You should not That's blow really, air into someone's rectum. That's actually like a really good name for that. Yeah, it is. But you should not blow <laughs> you air. You don't blow. You you, you know, tongue punch mm. the fart box. Oh, you do like a. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing back there? (laughs) You can also cup the balls. How many hands this person got? (laughs) It's a one one person band. (laughs) They're tapping their foot too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Help me. That's a phone. Nope. Okay. They began arguing constantly, both in private and in public. And it wasn't really about Susan's infidelity. It was the fact that she liked to spend money. Cars, jewelry, clothes. All this. this. She's a child abuser. Yep. Well, he's dismissed that. He's rationalized why that's not true. Oh, oh, it's the money. Yeah. And it's not the fact that she'll spread her legs for anything. It's that she's spending my money. Which a lot of men can relate to, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but I, think, that I, would, that I, know. I think I would have been upset prior to. <laughs> You'd think a normal person would. So he began to realize he was married to a woman that did not love him. Oh. <laughs> man. And only seduced him that for his money. Bad, that was the only bad thing. <laughs> she doesn't love me. Me. So midsummer of 1992, he visited a lawyer to ask him to begin filing divorce proceedings. But he waited to file the paperwork until after their family returned from a long-planned Alaskan vacation. Damn, that sounds awesome. No, I wouldn't go to that. Don't wait to file the paperwork. Just file it. Okay. During the trip, he told Susan he would be filing for divorce once they arrived home. No. I'm surprised she didn't push him off a boat. That's what I thought was about to be the thing. No, she did not push him off a boat. She gave him a rusty trombone and he forgot all about it. It's possible. It is possible. How do you respond to these people that say he told them he was going to divorce you? Liar. Oh, okay. All right. Find me one attorney that steps forward and says that he was filing the paperwork. Where's the paperwork? Who's the attorney? Who had... No. That's a lie. Okay. All right. So... Jim was not going to divorce Never. Her. Never. That's the first time I've seen a flash of anger from Susan. The family returned to Peru, Indiana, <laughs> on August 1st, 1992. And two days later, at almost midnight, Jimmy Grund was shot through the left eye, killing him. Point blank range. I hate this bitch. You're not supposed to, I know you're not supposed to victim blame, but you know. If he would have uh, cut this bitch away earlier. Her, or... She must have had a magic vagina. Butterflies in her vagina. But Something. Personally, that would scare vagina. the hell out of me. <laughs> Something flew out. Something magical. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't want like, like, hey, like I don't... Let me go down here. Oh, what, shit. What then she you better hope do? those aren't bats because that means it hasn't been touched in a while. <laughs> and there's probably droppings The position in she could get in, I don't know. I don't know what it is. She's a contortionist. And also a pageant queen. I fucking hate this bitch. I want to know if she ever stabbed him with scissors. Mm. So as police arrived that night, Susan told them 
It seemed obvious that her husband had surprised a burglar because two suitcases were tossed about, their walk-in closet had been thrown everywhere, and a jewelry cabinet had been tipped over. Susan, dear, we've seen this before. Oh, yes. Go on. She's the one who walked in on the body. It had been on the bedroom sofa in front of the coffee table where he liked to work while watching TV. So it didn't really seem like a he surprised a burglar if he was sitting, sitting at the table. <laughs> sitting down. Yeah. Also strange was the investigators found a 9 millimeter shell casing beside the body. As law enforcers assessed the crime scene, Susan kept going on about how as though she knew what had happened. Like I'm telling you, it was a burglar, in case you were asking. That's what happened. You don't need to investigate. I just told you. I just told you what happened. You guys can go home now. So law enforcement believed Susan was responsible from the beginning, but there was a lack of evidence. One month before the murder, a 9mm pistol was stolen from David Grund's home, the son of Jimmy Grund. Oddly enough, Susan had stopped by David's house that day, questioned him about where he kept the pistol. He left the house, and when he came back, someone had broken in and taken nothing but the pistol. These people are dumb. Yep. David told investigators that one time he shot a telephone pole. <laughs> so police retrieved... <laughs> That's pretty smart. <laughs> Police retrieved that slug and matched it to the bullet that had killed his father. Now he knows that's the murder weapon. He bought a gun that eventually would Isn't that weird? put a yeah. bullet through his dad's head. Within days of the murder, Susan began the process of collecting 250000 life insurance policy. This bitch is on another level. But Grun's children filed a lawsuit blocking her. Because um, I don't think they f will pay you if they think you killed your spouse. They don't. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's some shady business over there, madam. Uh, we're not giving you a dime. Madam. <laughs> Susan also had the problem of having the murder weapon inside the house. Sounds like enough evidence to me. Well, they didn't have the gun. Oh. She had the gun. And she became more and more paranoid that they were watching her, which they probably were, which made her decide to ask for help in disposing of the gun. Who would she ask? Who would you ask? My boyfriend. You don't have a boyfriend. My kid. <laughs> you don't have a kid. Who would you ask? My mom. Ah, yeah. And who else would you ask? My dad. Nope. And my sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my kid. <laughs> Jimmy. And Danielle would turn her down. Yeah, probably. Prob no, yeah. She'd be like, yeah, I'll meet you here. Because you wouldn't time. be able to not tell me. And you oh, knew yeah. as soon as I heard it, I'd say, uh, no, you're calling the fucking police. No, honestly. Your sister is a shady fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are we doing this? You know. Are we doing this right now? She Can was we wearing that t-shirt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting right here wearing. She slept in it too, I bet. <laughs> it hasn't come off. <laughs> she Who does that? Who does that? I slept in. <laughs> hey. I don't. This is. I'm a. That's, that's a phone. I am a conservationist. This, this. So she told her mother and her sister, I'd killed. I killed Jimmy. Okay, okay. Now, could you just do the, my vagina thing for them? Could you just say my vagina? <laughs> yep. She said that she hid the gun inside a Christmas teddy bear stored with the other <laughs> holiday ornaments in the laundry room closet. <laughs> now she's trying to ruin Christmas? She couldn't even go get rid of the gun. 
No. Her sister retrieved the bear for her. Then her mother placed the gun at the bottom of a metal pot and poured 70 pounds worth of cement over it. And then? Put it in her mom's attic. So someone had to carry that up there. (laughs) You got it, mom. You're doing great. You're doing it. Keep going. (laughs) Her sister kept quiet for about two months and then... Uh, in the beginning of November, she bumped into the lead investigator to whom she felt compelled to confess. And within 36 hours, police arrested Susan for the murder of her husband, motivated by money. Maybe well, he- at least somebody in that family had a fucking soul. I she know. She had to do something. She had to, you know, fuck around first before she got there. Yeah. Police located the concrete-filled pot in her mother's attic. Prosecutor Will Siders prepared his case for trial in the fall of 1993. Yes, 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 yes. So Susan Grun would have to testify to explain why she hid the gun. Why would you do that? If you didn't shoot him, why would you walk in on a murder and pick up the gun and hide it? (laughs) Isn't that what all child abusers would do? Probably. (laughs) She testified that she arrived home the night of the murder, found her husband dead, and called 911. She saw the murder weapon lying on the floor and recognized it as David's gun. So she hid it inside the teddy bear because, and I quote, I thought he might have had something to do with it, end quote. So she is a good person. She was just looking out for Why would she cover? Probably she, she was probably fucking him too. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, that's what she says. She began to cry on the witness stand because she had so much concern for David, because we've been having an affair. An extramarital affair. <laughs> Admitting in court that her and her stepson had been having sex for the past two years. Sex. He said he was going to get rid of his dad. He said it. Wow. That's good. That could work, though. Yeah. I mean... The real story here is Susan's narcissism, which is a serious personality disorder. She believes she is irresistible to men. That her stepson finds her so attractive, he would kill his own father just to be with her. In my experience, stories like that only happen in Hollywood. David had just finished his undergraduate school at... The Indiana University. The first He was a genius. <laughs> the first words he spoke on the witness stand... I never had an affair with that I never woman. Had sexual relations with, with that, that woman. <laughs> and then her sister was quoted as saying, She's a liar. She's always been a liar. And everyone in the courtroom knew she was guilty. Why would she? Yeah, up yours, bitch. Ha ha. Ha Except for the fact that a few jurors didn't believe she was guilty. Was she had sex with him too? Maybe. After 15 hours of deliberation, the jury was deadlocked. See, they're not privy to the fact that she abused a child. Yeah. They don't know. So then we have to have a second trial. March 1994. Her second trial began with Prosecutor Siders making a change in his approach. He called five new witnesses, all prominent Hoosiers that were acquainted with Susan through Jimmy, and all claimed that she was a pathological liar. And her defense did not proceed with the affair defense, which kind of surprises me. And on March 23rd, Susan Grun was convicted of murder and ordered to serve 60 years in prison. So she'd still be in prison. Susan's children, Jacob, then 13, and Tanel, 8, were raised by Jimmy Grun's sister and her husband. Her first 
parole eligibility date is 2025 when she will be 67 years old. I would like to correct that statement because Susan is getting out in the year 2020 when she will be 62 years old after serving only 26 years because every 12 hours is a day and she probably did some extra programs to get good time, meaning she served 52 years. So don't let her babysit your kids. She got the maximum penalty because the judge had access to the prior conviction. But the thing is, is like she could get out. That's still kind of young. She's interviewed by Candace DeLong. She's an FBI agent that Clarice Starling is kind of based on. Mm -hmm. She's a badass. But and she's interviewing her and you can like see this layer of charm that she puts on And then, but when she questions her in an uncomfortable way, she gets really nasty. It's weird. The boy that she abused was cared for by his grandfather who had lost his daughter to cancer. And I think he had enough money and he really cared for the boy that he was in a persistent vegetative state, um, which he never recovered from. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And she only got five years of probation. So he died? No. But she not. ruined his life. Yeah. Completely vegetated. Man. So there that's, isn't a word. No, I'm t- tempted to give out her DOC number to people so they can send her hate mail. But I don't know of any other podcast that's done but that. Can, oh, my God. Like, uh, yeah, I just I can't know. even. I know a lot of, like, what we've talked about is really bad stuff. Like, Well, so she could prison. still be denied parole. I don't think so. That's her full sentence. She's been oh. denied parole already in 2012. Oh. Uh, and her uh, excuse was that the prosecutor or the judge or something knew one of the jury members or, you know, it, it was bullshit. All the other ones should have pissed me off because you shouldn't kill people, but this one's really Yeah, and I me really off. was after this because I knew she was promiscuous, which is, you know, is a thing, and married several times, and then found this guy and targeted him for his wealth, and then killed him, and they didn't get her right away, and I knew, I remember she hid the gun in, like, a bucket of cement. I didn't know about this stuff in the middle, and I was on Murderpedia, and was like, oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. You can't leave it out, because yeah, she's just such a heinous person. Like Then she just becomes one more woman that shot her husband. But she's really not. Like No. She's not that. So the judge had access to like all the pictures that they had and all the notes of this kid. That's why the judge gave her the maximum. And that's when Candace She Delong truly sits beat the shit out of someone and made them a vegetable for their whole life. And got probation. So Candace Long sits down with her and she's like, 60 years is a long time, you know? And she's like, yep. They never mentioned the child abuse. Not long enough. No, they never mentioned that part. She was like, yeah, like the judge gave me the full sentence. I was like, yes, who the fuck he did? It's because he's trying to make up for what you did to a kid. But they never mentioned it. I think the judge should have been able to give her life. Yeah, that's what I think the judge should have been able to give her the death penalty. I know. Why couldn't she get, like, I don't know why. I don't know why it wasn't first degree premeditated murder. I don't know, because it certainly sounds like if she stole the gun a month in advance. Yeah. It didn't know, even matter that he was going to divorce her. I know, and we're obsessed with stuff that was uh, Casey Anthony and things like that, where it's sim- like we're obsessed with the women, the pretty women that do stuff like this because you can't picture it. Like the face, you want to be able to look at someone's face and see it. Like I can see the evil in you when I look at you, yeah. and you can't. 
Like, and that's what scares us. So it's Remember someone was trying to say that Casey Anthony was working at a Taco Bell in Orlando? <laughs> Who said that? That was me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what someone told me. Yeah. Uh, she might have been. No, I, I she lives so. with her private she, investigator. If someone saw her living, working at a Taco mm. Bell, that shit get posted online. You're oh, right. Yeah. Rumors are fun. She works as a photographer. I want to hire Casey Anthony to do our daughter's three-year birthday photos. It's oh, going to be her... There's business another is called Casey Anthony Weddings. Weddings. <laughs> Weddings and more. Weddings and more. No, it's a... She's going to do a clothing line boutique. <laughs> Closed by Casey. Closed by Casey. Yeah. Oh. Fuck this bitch. I can't come up with a name and that's good she's enough for a, her. No, she's a dick gargler. A cum dumpster. Any other nasty word she's you a can... She's dumpster. That's defi- that is the definition of a cum she, dumpster. Yeah, she is. I don't... I don't know more of how you get what you deserve in life. If she hadn't have killed this guy, she wouldn't have gotten anything. Yeah. What? So at least. And everyone would have been like. Oh, everyone yeah. would have still like not really liked her. But And she weeps like, oh, I'm so glad that someone. I would have wanted whoever really did this to get the 60 years. So I'm okay <laughs> with doing it. And it's Shut like, the fuck up, bitch. What? That's what I'll I have to play to that her. audio in here. Very, very harsh. Very. 60 years. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you recall what you were thinking and what, what did you feel when you, you heard that? It was a good call. It was a good call? It was a good call. And why is that? That's not the answer I was thinking you were going to say to me. Because my husband's life is worth it. So your 60-year prison sentence is penance? No. I think that if the right person had been convicted, I would have wanted them to get 60 years or more. It's a strange end to a strange tale. I was open to Susan's story, but nothing she's told me makes me question that guilty verdict. We need to play a fun game. What we'll do is, okay, you're saying you didn't do this even after you've been convicted. So what we're going to do is we're going to hook your nipples up to jumper cables. <laughs> And if the lie detector machine detects that you're lying at all, <laughs> so? so we'll see at least if you are really convinced that you didn't do it. That's the other thing. It's like, how do you ask for parole when you're like, oh, no, I didn't do it? It's like you're supposed to like express remorse or sorrow. Like you have to admit that you're guilty and she wouldn't even do it. You know, she didn't have any. I wonder how much they know about her in prison. If she, they know about the child abuse because people don't like that. And they really don't like that. No. I don't know if it's worse in men's prison, if they know. Because a lot of the women, when I was around them, I didn't know specifically what they did. No, the men who abuse children in prison get all put in next Together. to each other, and they all get to sit around and rub one off while they worship Jared Fogle. Mm-hmm. We should talk about That's him. what I heard, is that that's sick son of a bitch is treated like a god in prison. <gasps> yeah. Besides the one time he, someone did beat the shit out of him. Good. Yeah. But yeah, and here, I what I remember is they house them all at the Newcastle prison. But I he's in Colorado because he yeah. committed a federal. Yeah, he's crime. different, and they weren't going to leave him in Indiana. Mm-mm. They weren't going to put him in Terre Haute. So, yeah. Wow. No. So this is a case I didn't know I was. Susan do. is a life ruiner and an outfit repeater. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> of all the women I sat down with. Susan was the only one that didn't need additional coaxing. She wanted to. 
She wanted to take me on. And that is the mark of a narcissist. To the narcissist, their image is everything. Susan's greatest concern is how she looks to other people. Wow. So the really the best thing that ever happened is her two biological children were taken away from her. Only thing that came out of that. Yeah. And you feel bad for those Those kids. two biological children that were not Jimmy's. Yeah. Were cared for by her his sister. That's like this is that the weirdest. She like if we could sit down and count how many lives she ruined. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot. Yeah. And you yeah, it's so bizarre. I feel bad for the kids. I don't And those kids don't have to live ruined lives. No. no. I mean, who knows what they might have grown up to accomplish great things. And yeah, I just find them. Yeah, they that's might what know I'm that saying. their mother is a monster. It's, that's that's the right term. She is she's a, a monster. monster. Yes, I like that. Yes. She's also a cunt. Cunt monster. Cunt monster. And I don't like to use that word. No. But since it's appropriate, Depends I'm going to say occasion, how many times yeah. I want. Yeah. Depends on the occasion. <laughs> Her kids being taken away from her for real and not getting, uh, I don't think they'll get returned when she gets out. I think they'll be adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. My 12 year old. Hey, uh, um, guess yeah, what? We know 40. you're uh, 30, but you got to go move back. in back with your mom. You know, she just, Sorry. she has this magical vagina still and we can't tell her no. <laughs> what is it that, uh, uh, on Borat, he's describing his sister's vagina, and she goes, it has a long sleeve, like wizard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. We were going to make you do, but it's gotten a little, time's gotten a little away from us. Yeah. So on our next episode, Carla is going to do f- some artwork live on the air for our our top Patreon supporter. Is this still what to do with the butt? Yes, yes. We we have canvas, and we're going to get you some brown paint, and you're going to draw a butt. With your mouth. No. Okay. No. (laughs) And a butthole. I could use my mouth for that. We're going to come up with something. No, because we want it to look good. (laughs) You have to practice drawing a butt. And then we'll sign it and ship it. Yeah. Cool. Monica. We'll get that. Monica, buttholes. (laughs) And now I would like to plug a promo. Hey guys, I'm Heather. And I'm Rochelle. And And we're we're from from Nature Nature vs. Narcissism. A true crime podcast mixed with some dark humor. Sometimes we have alcohol. Sometimes we have guests. Since I've always been fascinated by true crime, I wanted to delve deeper into the criminal mind and discuss why these criminals commit these vile acts. Was it nature? Was it nurture? Or was it just plain old narcissism? Join us every week for a brand new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Podbean. Don't, Don't call, call the cops. cops. Bye. All right. All right. Go check it out. Check it out now. If it funks your brother. <laughs> you. Is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> Follow us, Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook. Give us a five-star review only. Screenshot that five-star review. Did anyone use the word paddywhack in a five-star review? I don't think so. Wow. Fuck you Sometimes they take a little while to come through. (laughs) Okay, just kidding. I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll roll with it. It's okay. 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 (laughs) And for honest to goodness.
Stay out of the cornucopia and the Christmas teddy bear. Hey guys, I'm Heather. And I'm Rochelle. And, and we're, we're from, from Nature vs. Narcissism, Narcissism, a true crime podcast mixed with some dark humor. Sometimes we have alcohol. Sometimes we have guests. Since I've always been fascinated by true crime, I wanted to delve deeper into the criminal mind and discuss why these criminals commit these vile acts. Was it nature? Was it nurture? Or was it just plain old narcissism? Join us every week for a brand new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Podbean. Don't, Don't call, call the cops! cops. Bye! Bye.